following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. Hammer time! Are you a homeowner who is dangerous with tools? Do you start a project and never finish it? Because no. frustration sets in. Do you think maybe you should have called a professional? Break it down. Well, look no further. Image Home Improvement is now live from the Star Worldwide Networks Tower. And now, remodeling contractor, TV personality, and your host for Image Home Improvement, Steve Dubell. Oh, yes. We're surviving the uh, onslaught of July heat. Now right here. it's hot. Yeah, now you're talking about hot. It hot, is, hot, hot. It is just really hot out here. We're talking about how are people surviving? You know, I, I you had... you wear gloves to drive your car? Are you kidding? You know, we put... This is what I talk about all the time, where, it, where you actually are handling and doing work outside, and you have to be cognizant of the temperature. If you put anything metal down for more than... Maybe 15 seconds. That's right. It's going to get too hot. You've got to make sure you cover it up. You've got to touch it with gloves, rag, anything, because it's just too hot. People are, you know, back back in East, you know, they're going through some severe rainstorms now. They're getting, I don't know if they're getting like the summer version of their Nor'easters. Or, I mean, the weather's just going crazy. I don't know what's going on. But out here, we've had the hottest week of the monsoon season in, uh, in July. It's just unbelievable. The Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I know how much water I must have drank. It was just unbelievable because we've been in and out, even though we were doing inside work. You know, you got to go outside. You got to get tools. You got to do this. You've got to you got to run between clients, and it's just hot. It just it just runs it runs you down. Yeah. At the end it, of the day, your electrolytes are shot, and no. you're just trying to go help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what I turned around and uh, we're thinking about. Can we get back now to like, like it is right now, like in the vicinity of like 105, 106? Does which, it really make that much of a difference with 10 degrees, though? Yes. Yeah. You think yes. So? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, okay. after when he gets up that, and when he gets up above 110, sometimes, you know, like 110, 113, it's like, who cares? You know, what's a, a couple of degrees? But when you get up to like 116, 117, and and you're outside and you're like moving, you know <laughs> it's ridiculous. And you know on my you know thank God for technology. The Sam, my beautiful Galaxy Samsung Eight had turned around and you know told me how many steps I had reminded me how busy I was that day. Mm-hmm. You know which was ridiculous. I met my I met my criteria I had over eight thousand steps. Wow. And I'm like, how in the world did they figure that one out? But that was, and that was it like in a, an average 10-hour day. Well, that's like my uh, cell phone started flashing a message, it's too hot, leave it in the cool. Yeah. And so I pulled it out of my pocket, and then I went up in the 165-degree attic. All right. <laughs> all right. And we, first of all. That we, was so much fun. We people, wanted, you know, people pay money to get that hot. We, want, yeah, we wanted to get some of, that, some of that temperature stuff out of the way, but we also want to welcome everybody to Image Home Improvement Live Saturday morning right here on Star Worldwide Networks. And we're going to be talking a lot about, we're going to be, it's one of our prime educational days. We're going to be talking with our good friends, Ben and Krista, from the newly named Black Belt Investors, which I am definitely going to find a theme song for, for us. Yeah, we're working we, on we're, it. Robin and I are working on it. So we're going to get you a theme song so that the next time we open with that. But before we get involved with that, you know, Dan, it was so hot outside this week. Did you see our friend outside, or is he like permanently in the ground after? Uh, did, that he, did you see that picture I sent of him? You no, know that that crispy, you know the crispy dude on the lounger. Like yeah, there, there it is. Damn hot, real hot. Hot of this is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. It's damn hot. You can be a little thing. I saw it so damn hot. I saw one of those little guys in the orange robe burst into flames. It's that hot. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about when you actually, you know, people talk. You don't know. When, when you see nothing but the charcoal remains on the ground. You don't know what the <laughs> meaning of the word. <laughs> ashes to ashes, baby. Uh, yeah. That's it. Right, we're only, you know, how many, how many, what's our bodies made up of? How much percentage of water? 70%, I believe. Real, 70, 80%. What, and the only thing was left were the charred remains of the poor individual. Maybe we get maybe bones we, and body fat. Bones and body fat. You ever see the movie Spinal Tap? Yes. Yeah. They had a problem with their drummers always spontaneously combusting. So that's kind of what I see when I see people outside in the heat, and they're just like poof, ashes to ashes, spontaneous combustion. Yeah, it's there ridiculous. 
But Dan, you had an before we get involved in talking about a little education today. Um, you had an interesting. I, I have to share this uh, <laughs> homeowner horror story with you because you know it's almost laughable, you know. But Dan, I'll let you. I'll let you tell the listeners. Okay, I was doing an inspection in the morning. It was only 160 some. How much? Uh, 160 some degrees in the attic. Only. And I'm going along. <laughs> I'm going along in the attic, and I see. Uh, picture in your mind those floor box fans that you use for household, right? Right. Okay. okay, well, the grills had been pulled off of it, and it had been screwed up too, aiming towards a roof vent in the okay. attic. Okay, okay. And then the wires were, fry- were frayed and completely uh, just bared out, wrapped around the truss. So it's like not only will the motor burn up, but the wire will burn up too like a long fuse and help really burn that attic up. And uh, that's like a real do-it-yourself, let's put danger in the attic. Because uh. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I popped up and I went over and I said, no. And it was just a regular household fan, you know, that they were trying to push air out of the attic. That's just, the, that's just amazing. That was just amazing. Yeah, I've sent you the picture. You could probably pop it up on the website. <laughs> Gives you a new meaning to, what was that, what was that old saying? Uh, something on a hot tin roof. Cat on a hot Cat tin roof. Cat on a hot tin roof. Yeah, there you go. Well, where's your mind at this morning? My Whoa. goodness, we're forgetting those euphemisms, aren't I, we? I know. Well, you know, it's it's you know, we have a we have a senior moment every now and then. Oh but he burned his paws too much. <laughs> I burned my oh, yeah. oh. oh. I'm not even going there. <laughs> too early e- too early for you, Steve. Not even going there. No, I need more coffee. It's been up. I've been up since four. You kidding me? <gasps> Really? Yeah, I had to make Saturday. a trip to I had to make a trip to Sun City. I had to get the drywall guy started at six. Ugh. So I had to go there, you know, forty five minutes there, an hour there, forty five minutes back, and like you know, I need I have the toothpicks under in my eyes, you know, <laughs> just keep my eyes open. But uh, no, seriously, what we want to talk about today because I think it's really important because we see a lot of people make mistakes, and you know, you how many times have you guys watched? you know, an HGTV or a DIY network show and, you know, and you've got people that are on the show that are, that they're, it's the whole show is made up about people making mistakes, trying to do flips. Oh, yeah. People that oh, don't yeah. know, people that don't know what they're doing when they look at something, you know, in their house, I don't care what it is, plumbing, electric, turn around and all of a sudden it's like, all they know is that it's broken. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. They don't know exactly what it is, how to do it. I mean, you know, you have to be educated to be able to know if you're going to start investing and get involved with different things, you've got to know exactly what to do. And most importantly, you know, and this may sound like, um, you know, so an old cliche, as long as we're talking about old cliches, Robin. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, uh, there's no, the value of experience and education is there is no substitute. No, there you have, there's no substitute for experience to be able to go back out and do something. And what's the best way to be able to learn how to do something right? Well, you take a class, first of all, to educate yourself, right? Well, yeah. That's one thing. Well, that's and then one you thing. have a okay. mentor that does, knows what he's, does know what he's doing and uh, follow the direction. Well, <laughs> Dan's got it. And Dan... What a perfect lead-in for our two guests, Ben and Krista, are here from the Black Belt Investors. Let's get another cheer for that new name. I love that. Okay, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, guys. Every time I hear that, you know, now I get, the, I, I get these, uh, these brainstorms, and I think about, you know, what's that? Who used to do that other thing? Oh, um, um, I'll think of it. I have another moment here, but no, the, what he used to say is watch out <laughs> say black belt investors. Cause they're, you know, they're serious. They're da- Yes, that's exactly right. Robin like that. She's getting, yeah, she's, she's making some, uh, special gestures for the, that the black belts do when they get into battle, the ninjas, the ninjas. Yeah. It's a ninja, ninja move, right? Is that what we do in real estate now? We do ninja moves. We, we, we kind of, is that we're, what we're, we're doing? Because you come up stealth and take it away. Right. Maybe we should get him and come in full costume next time. <laughs> She's a You wouldn't be able to see us. looking at me. <laughs> that would be fun. 
That would be, hey, you know, I remember I took judo for a couple of years, so I know where you're coming from back in eighth grade. You took enough to hurt him. I took, I took a season of <laughs> judo. No, actually, you know, the first thing they tell you, you know, I used to walk up to people and make them really laugh, turn around and say, you know, you can't hurt me. I know how to fall because that's the first thing they teach you. It's true. That's exactly right. The first thing that we're going to help teach you is not to fall when you start real estate investing because that's so very important. And ben, tell us a little bit about um, any horror stories of people just jumping right in before they're ready? Well, actually, uh, I started a, a couple Airbnbs a little while ago, and uh, it got to a point where there was stuff I didn't know, kind of got overwhelming. So the first thing I did is I contacted people who were more experienced than I was, um, people I've already been working with, people that have been doing it for a year or two. Um, we've already built up those relationships and it wasn't like I was asking for like these mind, you know, like tell me all your secrets. It's like, Hey, I'm hitting this situation here and here. What did you do to get over it? Oh, well we ordered these templates. Excellent. Where did you get those from? Not, can I have those for free, but where did you get those from? Right. And when you do something like that, it changes the whole conversation. It it shows like, Hey, I want to be like you and it, it helped expedite that. Well, the other day, um, I had a young gentleman come into my office and he was com- he, he had some troubles with his Airbnb and he started asking me questions. The first thing I asked, I said, well, where'd you go learn how to do this? He's like, well, I just did it. I go, well, my hat's off to you for doing it, taking action, but who's helping you with this? He's like, well, I got it on my own. Okay. Well, what problems do you have? Well, I had people completely destroy the property. Well, do you have a security deposit? No. Like all the, like, and, and I find in real estate, uh, a lot of people like to go through hard knocks. Like, they just want to learn on their own. Like, well, I'll figure it out. You know, I could go to a surgeon. I'm pretty sure he figured out how, but he went to school for it. Then he had people who were overseeing, you know, making sure you're, you're still going to make mistakes, but it's to minimize those mistakes and kind of put your pride and the ego at the door. I mean, there's there's times, I mean, after starting work with Krista, I didn't realize how many holes I had in my fix and flip system. So you meet somebody who's done, you know, an inventory that I can only imagine. And for me to go in there and say I can do it better than you is an insult to her because she's done it so much. I'm the one that needs help. So when I've learned to, okay, ego sits at the door. I'm a professional learn it all. And that's one of the reasons we went, we, we want to name the, uh, what we're doing black belt investors. Because if you ever talk to a real black belt, the first thing you're going to say is like, well, I never gave up. I got to this point. But when I got my black belt, I realized what I didn't know and how much I don't know. And I'm always going to be constantly learning. Right, and that's how I kind of, uh, I mean, it really resonated with us because every day you learn something new, especially in real estate. I mean, especially as a home inspector, you go up and you're like, they they did what? <laughs> uh, prime example: I'm buying an apartment building. I paid a thousand dollars for an inspection. It's a bigger building. I mean, it's nine units, two bedroom, two baths. We spent a thousand dollars. We found out there was asbestos that the roof's got to get replaced. There's foundational issues. There's knob and tube wiring. The guy used electrical tape, like all this stuff. And somebody looked at me he's like, well, I never would have spent $1,000 for an inspection. Well, that $1,000 just saved me 300000 in rehab. Exactly. That was, and that, a fire call. Yeah, exactly. And then I, call, <laughs> you know, I called out the owner. I was like, how do you have insurance for this? He's like, well, I don't. Oh, they see? won't give it. Exactly. So that was, you know, and this is the stuff you start learning. And that's why I, I, I say I, I I tell people, and they're like, you know so much. I'm like, I know nothing. You know, I know a very small fraction of what I do very well. But the whole aspect, like, I'm not going to, you know, go into a house and say, Steve, you're not doing this right. I want, you know, the studs to be like this, this, and this. I'm not a contractor. Why would I challenge that? But how many times have you had homeowners or investors come up to you and say, hey, I want this, this, and this, and you have to tell them, like, that's illegal. You can't do it. That's not code. exactly. Exactly. Or you get homeowners that... um, think that they know construction, you know, mm-hmm. literature and procedures and and fixes and then all of a sudden they've got this own preconceived notion and when you sit down with them and you go through the remodeling contract and say okay, this is why we do this like, you know, in certain things that you can't you, you don't know until you do demo. Right. Okay? But you know there's going to be something there, but you don't know how bad it is. So mm-hmm. be, so when you do a quote, you put an allotment in. You can say okay, it could be it's going to be somewhere in this range, depending on unless we find something really bad. So at least you know there's a number in there. We didn't just omit it. Right. You know, and some people, they're like, well, you didn't see it, so why did you put it in? I said, well, would you rather have me do that or give you a, a bid with 
nothing in it, and now it's a low ball, and you get all excited that, oh, well, it's only going to cost me this much, and then when we get inside and we open everything up, then all of a sudden, okay, now here's a change order for this, this, and this. Now all of a sudden your your bid's back up to what it would have been normally if I would have included it. Right. Or to, higher. It's going to be 20 to 30 percent more than what you figured. Yeah. I mean, that you know, happens easy. So you got to you got to you got to be careful with that. All right, we're going to go take a short break. We're going to come back with more on how to educate you in learning how to flip homes and getting involved in real estate. So make sure you stay tuned right here. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live on Star Worldwide Networks. Thinking about remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to supply and fabricate your new countertop? Let me make that choice simple for you. Papagno's Marble and Granite, a family-owned business and experts in their field, installing many types of products such as granite, marble, onyx, travertine, silestone, and much, much more. Their personalized service will help make sure that you have the right material choice for your next remodel. Their high-tech fabrication equipment on site will expedite the delivery and installation of your countertop. Give Papagno's a call today, 480-948-4282, or check them out on the web at papagnos.com. Are you tired of the runaround from your heating and air conditioning company? Hi, I'm Steve Dubell, and I'd like to tell you about a company I respect and trust, the pros at Quality Systems Air Conditioning and Refrigeration. They are the Valley's premier heating and air conditioning service company. Each and every professional at Quality Systems goes through a stringent training process of continuing industry education. Larry Thompson, the owner of Quality Systems, and his staff exemplify the meaning of integrity and honesty. Quality Systems is a licensed, bonded, and insured company for your protection. When I have a heating and air conditioning need, I call the pros at Quality Systems. Why wait? Call the pros at Quality Systems right now, 480-247-7654, or find them on the web at qualitysystemsac.com. Celebrity voice impersonated. Hi, this is your former president. I told my Arkansas girlfriend she was painting her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. Have you ever started a project on your home by yourself and it turned out worse than my presidency? Sometimes you need to call in a professional, especially when that professional is affordable and can fix everything. Call Image Home Improvement 623-580-0901 or log on to imagehomeimprovement.com. Let the pros make everything look beautiful. Call Image Home Improvement or log on to imagehomeimprovement.com. I thought a hot tub was a stolen bathroom fix. I'm Krista Guerin from HGTV's Flip It to Win It. If you're purchasing a home to live in or to flip, you need to know everything about it. Get to know your home through the professionals on Image Home Improvement Live every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on Star Worldwide Networks. And now we have a Ben moment. (laughs) Robin's all excited. (laughs) I know, I know. There we go. (laughs) She's playing with her slide. (laughs) <laughs> all right ben oh all thank right. you robin you, you got you, we got your we got your rock fixed today okay <laughs> see now he knows now see now every time he comes on the show he's going to expect something like that so now we have to surprise him with the next time we're on another song no yeah. oh, so we'll, we'll we'll work on that ben perfect you know that's what he should have had this morning to wake him up so he wasn't late for you know for uh his appointment I mean, it probably was going through my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, we're back, and you're listening to Image Home Improvement Live right here. You know, we are surviving up in the uh, palatial studios of Star Worldwide Networks, overlooking beautiful downtown Scottsdale and the southeast. That's where the Haboobs come from. We haven't seen any lately, but you know they're coming eventually. But, you know, seeing it roll in from this height, six floors up, is pretty cool. It's pretty different. You know, Amber Sullins would kill from ABC 15, would kill to be able to watch that when it rolls in because, um, you know, she's at the ABC studios and there's no windows. 
It's all tech. It's all cameras. It's amazing. All right. Let's get back to talk our little discussion here about um, – all right, Ben, let's go back for a minute and just finish it up okay. your your comment about the um, this uh, inspection that you had that you spent the $1,000 for. When you got – after you got all the bad news – this... Actually, it's great news for an investor. Oh, great. Well, okay, but uh, <laughs> did, you, did you turn around and say – uh, I'm sure that led to some serious negotiating. We're actually had- still negotiating right now. Really? Um, and one of the negotiations was he's like, well, I'll repair it for, and he gave me a mount, and I already showed it to three contractors. I'm rehabbing a five-unit yeah. apartment building now. I'm picking up another one, adding a whole other uh, garden suite. So I just showed him the inspection report. I mean, the knob and two wiring alone, he's like, that's going to cost <laughs> us about $7,500,000. We can't just leave it. We have to pull it all out. That means That's right. It cannot remain. No. So, and you know, he said, "Well, I can do it. You can do it. I will not let you do it." So now we send out, you know, a bid back. I'm like, and I told all my contracts, I'm like, "What is your highest bid? Like, I need to know what we're going in at." And every one of them's like two fifty, two fifty, two fifty. I mean, uh, I mean, two forty nine, two sixty one. I mean, like, th- so I came back. I was like, "We need to lower it two hundred fifty thousand. He's like, "I won't." Okay, then don't. What do you want? I want two hundred. He's like, well, uh, I was like, well, if I buy for two hundred, I got to put two fifty into it plus the time and everything else taken out of it. I'm gonna lose a, about eight nine months worth of rent. This is the amount of money I'm gonna lose here. The building's gonna be worth this when I'm done. I'll buy it for two fifty now. And then that's when he it, it's sitting on his desk. It's been there. He's got till Friday to come back. But at this point, um, by law, I have to report that. Because it's now he's, he never he never did an inspection beforehand, so there's there's knob and tube wiring, there's asbestos, like this is stuff that has to be reported to the health department. I mean, as soon as I take it over, I almost have to move everybody out immediately. Right. So that's yeah. nine units not making money. And that, if there's asbestos, therefore there's probably lead paint in all of the surfaces. Oh yeah, there's lead. I mean, the building was built in 1955. There's lead. I mean. Oh yeah, lead and asbestos special. Yeah, that's that's guarantee. <laughs> but you know, you can seal up lead. Uh, the asbestos you have to remove. So as an investor, it didn't kill the deal, but the number's now changed. Oh, yeah. So I can't buy this for half a million. I mean, I could. I'm not going to. You, know, you could always pay for half a million and spend another, you know, whatever you want. But for this to make money, for this to make a deal, I need it for this price because I have to come in with this amount of money to get back to the original price. It's not like I'm flipping this. I'm taking this. I'll have nine rentals. I'll cash flow about $2,800 a month when they're all occupied. But it's providing safe housing. You know, I, I grew up poor and I grew up in some of these slums and I refused to be that landlord. So now that I know what it is, okay, we can fix this. I don't need to make a million dollars on this deal. You know, I think sometimes everybody wants that home run deal. No, make affordable living, make it safe, and you make a little on the side. It's not a big issue. Go buy another building. Pretty simple. They start escalating. I got four under contract right now. Well, wow. You just keep going. But when you're dealing with somebody who really doesn't understand it, then they get very flustered, they get confused, they get scared, they get angry. And you have to almost leave the emotions out of it, and it's easier said than done. Because there are a lot of emotions on his side. He just realized, oh, wow, I can get in serious trouble for doing this. Well, you yeah, can. absolutely. So, it's, again, now, taking that into account, if you were an individual trying to do this without any kind of education at all, you'd probably, you'd really be... You know, oh, yeah. shooting yourself in the foot big time. The man who bought this didn't have any education. He just said, buy real estate, went and bought a building. Right. And now that building has huge liability implications. I mean, I, I'm, it's a miracle the place hasn't burnt down. I mean, a wrong solder and the wiring alone, that place, I mean, it's built in the 1950s. It's dry. Like, it's going to go yeah. quick. But that's what uneducated, like, I went in educated. I'm like, I need inspection. I need contractors to look at it. I need price breakdowns. There's another building I'm looking at. Uh, it's an old hotel, and everybody's like, well, it's going to be really expensive for a septic system. Well, what's expensive? It's a lot of money. What's a lot of money? Nobody would give me an answer. I finally found a guy that does septic systems, and I'm like, how much is it going to be? He's like, oh, son, that's going to cost you a lot. Give me a number. He's like, ah, $30,000? I was like, that's it? Right? Like, I was thinking the way everybody per- you know, perceived, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, thirty-five. I'm like, oh. That's in the budget. Yeah, okay. when, when you're in the commercial world, right. those are acceptable numbers. Mm-hmm. See, and that's the difference between uh, residential and commercial is a fix on the commercial side has a long-term payback, mm-hmm. which is solid. On residential, when you get up to $30,000, you better be have 
half the house done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, you're looking at a place that's got a laundry facility for the hotel, a restaurant, bar. I mean, it needs a bigger septic system. But oh because, you know, some people think $35,000 is a lot. I don't because I've run major projects where, okay, well, what's it going to cost? Does it fit in the numbers? Is this worth the deal? And somebody might see that, like, run away from it because they don't know any better. Right. Well, when you know what you're doing, I see that, and I'm like, I'll take that one. And everybody's like, why? Because I know something you don't. I've been educated. Exactly. And that's and how exactly. you find, yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like one hotel I did. Mm-hmm. I already knew that there had been a helicopter crash into it and spilled fuel all over it a few years ago. So I went in knowing the environmental guy had to be called in real quick right, right away. To, get, to get all that done. And the seller said, how did you know about that? I look at the news. I know right. this town. <laughs> well, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, Krista, you probably have seen a lot of homeowners, and I would think maybe when you were um, filming on HGTV, of other people not knowing enough to be able to go back in and do what you do now as second nature. <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, Chris. Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of things. What what specifically? Well, you know, like, for instance, you know, people going, like Ben had talked about people, you know, buying stuff, you know, sight unseen. You know, when we, we talk about people going in and wanting to buy homes and get involved, you know, like see people down at the auction all the time yeah. buying homes down there, you know, when they become available. But, you know, have they done their due diligence and gone through and, and you know, looked up looked up the property records, on you know, in the city and and done all that and to come up with some kind of at least basis for deciding whether or not they want to bid on it. You know, so. Yeah, I think uh, it's hard to, I can't really speak to what anyone else is doing. Um, I, I think the hardest part, honestly, in this business is finding people that you can work with, that you can trust, that have the same systems that you're working within. So in other words, you have a common language and you're doing things the same way and you're just rinse and repeating if that makes sense. Yeah, so okay. that was one of my big um, issues. And, and I love, you know, the real estate investment associations, right, for what they do bring. But my challenge with that was always everybody's doing something just a little bit different. And you're dealing with a lot of people. They're not a known entity. Like how, how were they educated? What is their system? How many deals have they done? How much have they made? Do they have a proven process uh, that's been tried and tested? And so... You know, when Ben and I were talking about, um, you know, wanting to form Black Belt, there was a really good reason for that. And that was we want to bring together groups of individuals that that really want to change their situation. They want to get involved in real estate. They want to do it the right way. Um, But more importantly, they want to, you know, they want someone they can work with again and again and again, the same team. Right. So that's what we're seeking to create with that is a team of investors who can go out together operating with the same system, with supervision, and just do more real estate by working together. So it's an environment of camaraderie rather than competition. And it's not one-off. This week I worked with this person who was at the auction, and next week I worked with this person that I met over here, and you know, so on and so forth. When you have a chance to get to know someone and build those relationships, uh, you work better that way, yeah. I think. Yeah. That's, that's what's worked for me over yeah. the past well, seven years. Well, it makes sense because, like, for instance, in the same thing with the subcontractors that I use, you know, if, if you know their quality of work and how they work, that we're all on the same page because they know what I'm expecting because I know what they're capable of delivering. So obviously it's a, it's a give and take that always, always seems to work. And this way the project just comes out better in the long run. So I think that's, I think that's uh, pretty important, but you know, when you have people sending, um, sending out, you know, leads on homes that, you know, the, you know, without knowing what to look at, you know, you just see like a, a number. Well, you know, this house is wholesaling for, you know, some absurd amount of money, you know, like maybe, I don't know, 110,000, you know, um, but, (laughs) but again, how much, what's in the neighborhood? You don't know. There's a lot of, so many questions that you have to ask. And if you don't know what to ask, you're not, get, you're not going to be able to make an educated decision. There's just no way, you know, and you're taking money. Listen, if you're going to do something like that, throw it over here. I'll catch it, and I'll use it, and I'll go buy a house because I'm 
learning a system right. that actually is going to make me money, not end in heartache. That's right. You know, that's, that's, that's the whole system. So, all right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to have more, and then we're going to have some advice, obviously. We're not just here, you know, telling bad stories, <laughs> but we are. No, but we're going to be able to give you some great information on what to do and, again, how to become educated so that this way you can become a – Ben, are you uh, considered a seasoned investor? Would you say that you're a seasoned investor? You know, I won't say I'm a seasoned investor until I've been doing it like 50 years. I think that's my criteria. Okay, so you got to work <laughs> up for something. Okay, all right. It sounds Maybe we can put cumulative years together. You, Chris, and me, we'll oh, put them all together. Yeah. They were, might I, be there. I've done enough deals where I know I'm doing. Okay, <laughs> I will be right back. Chances are, when it's time to call a service professional, you need someone right away. Who can you call for those electrical problems fast? The answer is Mr. Electric, a licensed, bonded, and insured company serving the Valley of the Sun since 2000. Some of their residential and commercial services include expert troubleshooting, replacing an outlet, hanging a ceiling fan, or upgrading your electric service, and much more. Rest assured, all work is guaranteed. Call today for your appointment, 480-503-1339. You can find them on the web at phoenixmetro.mrelectric.com. Remember, at Mr. Electric, we have the power to make things better. Sun, rain, and wind. Rightway Roofing knows Arizona and what it can do to your roof. From minor repairs to complete replacement, we've got you covered. Our state-of-the-art materials are designed to stand up to whatever Arizona dishes out. We offer a 15 to 30-year warranty depending on your roof, so you know it's done right. Rightway Roofing. Call or go online now for your free estimate. Rightway Roofing. There's only one way, the right way. Rightway Roofing. In the East Valley, call 480-232-5458. In the West Valley, 602-299-8851. Or go to azroof.com. Hi, I'm John Weisbach, co-host of FYI Network's hit TV show, Tiny House Nation. Now, people all over the country are downsizing. The tiny homes are all the big rage. But remember, even tiny homes need repairs and left unattended. Those tiny problems become big problems. Don't let that happen to you. Know what makes your home tick. Listen every week to Image Home Improvement Live, Saturday morning on the Double Wide Network. You know, we may not have live music like some other shows that Robin takes care of, you know, but we always have good music. I remember our old studio director always had a mental block talking about, I couldn't remember that Rihanna sang that SOS song way back. You know, if we get any older, it's going to be way back in the day because it doesn't seem like it was that old, but God, I've been using that for like ages. That's right. See, she's even got the numbers memorized and she hasn't even had the cheat sheet in front of her. But, you know, one of the things that we had said earlier in the first break, you know, that, you know, with Ben and Chris, they have come up when they now have a name for themselves, the Black Belt Investors. And we're going to come up with a theme song for that. But in the meantime, we're going to use a temporary one. Hey, you know, just it, as they say, Steve, you know, you're, you, you, I'm just being me, just being me. We just have to, you know, we're trying to have a little bit of fun here and also at the same That's time awesome. too, you know, <laughs> drive a point home here that, you know, and what, what's one of the main points that Rocky drove home? Never, ever, ever give up and you always fight and do what you believe in. And I think that's important. What we all do to believe in, you know, like in you know, I don't consider failure an option. And I, and I think that you guys don't do that either because there's always a way to be able to go back and, um, are you, are you, are you playing with my <laughs> buttons again, there, oh, young lady? <laughs> she just can't help herself. <laughs> I said, you remember you said that she said, <laughs> That's right. you're going to be in trouble now. That's right. That's okay. good. All I'm right. good with that. That's because you take my microphone away. Now I'm going to behave. Your girlfriend might get mad at me. <laughs> Please. Oh, it's too funny. 
All right. Anyway, let's get back to our discussion <laughs> before we get too far off the rail here. <laughs> anyway. When, where are we not? Uh, well, <laughs> hey. You know. Anyway, well, you know, the heat does that to you. You, you always use the heat as, a, as an excuse. Uh, it's a distraction. It, it's definitely a distraction. You know, one of the things, too, that I've seen this week, too, I mean, just going out seeing customers, and it, the heat is just, you know, please make sure my air conditioning stays on. Because you don't want to see anybody off the side of the road with uh, no AC. Been there, done that. And don't, make sure you don't carry like water. It. Yes. Always, but, even if it gets warm in the car, you'll have water to pour on you or into something. You know, it's like just carry a good gallon of that's water right. with you. You know, and one of the things, too, now you guys have been, I mean, you guys just came recently back from Atlanta. The weather any different there other than being sticky? We called it hot Atlanta. Hotlanta. Hotlanta. <laughs> you could yeah. drink the air. Or it was uh, super sticky. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There Atlanta is 90% at 90 degrees. always sticky. Yeah. I mean, luckily, my mom raised a nice, fine young gentleman. So when it was pouring rain out, I pulled up as close to the door as I could to let Krista out. And then I'd go park the car. And then I was just soaked because it was raining so hard. And then we go to an air-conditioned building. And she's like, what? Did, did it get worse? What do you mean it got worse? You saw how wet it was. Oh, you look wet. See, that's what happens when you have somebody who's been living in the desert for so long, doesn't realize how humid that, that area oh, is. It's I remember crazy. you can go to New York, and New York was known for sticky summers. Yeah. You don't, you don't mix hungry with humidity. You get hangry. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. We had a, <laughs> we went somewhere for lunch and had to wait for like two hours. It was for the eat. best fried chicken ever, and it was worth the wait. Well, I stand by my decision. Was <laughs> yeah, but in, in, it was good. It was, it was good, was but good. I thought I was going to off somebody by the time oh, we got in there. <laughs> it's like that's how I felt last night on the way home because I was so sticky and and you know when you when you're so sticky and hot. That's why they talk about road rage. It oh, gets yeah. so sticky and hot. You know, you started to get you feel that that angst inside you. Like, can I please just get home and get off the road and get out of this car? That's all I want to do. You know, it gets to be a little little crazy. Unless, of course, you're Ubering, you know, and then you don't you have to worry about sit it. Sit you know, back and watch drunk. their camera take a picture of you. Uh, yeah, you've been watching too much news, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's get a little back to our discussion here. You know, again, we don't want to – Dan, how do we keep going off the rail here? There's never a track put down. <laughs> I, I, no, never a track put down. Okay. All right. Let's see. All right, so we want to go back, and obviously, so we, we know that people need systems, okay? Now, granted, there are a lot of people that have made um, lots of money, thousands and thousands of dollars, for actually going around the country trying to teach people systems, okay? But the systems that you have set up, obviously, are not, we're in, we're out, we're gone, you know? Thank you for your check. We're, we're, we're out of here. Yeah. You know, it's not that kind of uh, not that kind of a system. Find them, fund them, forget them. Oh, I, I, that was very good, Dan. Find them, fund them, and forget them. You know? I, I have to speak to that, though. Do you mind if I speak to that for a second? I never. You can speak any time okay. you want. Go I have ahead. to speak to that, though, because I actually, I actually come from that that world and that system. Uh-huh. And what I can tell you is, there are actually. There are so many different good and reputable companies that you can get real estate education from. But I think the biggest difference between what we're doing and what they do, two things. One, uh, coming into this, you can literally select any path you want in real estate and then start right away on it. Um, and you know, two, we are local, right? So I don't know necessarily, I was never forgotten when they left, but I know that some people do better working consistently in person and I think we're actually looking to cater to a different type of investor. So some people are just fine to go through those systems, go home, uh, work alone, or work through a virtual community, and, and that was me. Uh, but I know I've met a lot of people that that isn't the environment they feel they would be most successful in. So what we're actually seeking to do is to take the best of both and say, oh. because they do have a lot of great systems. Um, and, you know, but one of the things that happens when you go through, you know, a very big ticket seminar company is you come in, you might start with fix and flip, then you might go to buy and hold, then you might go to commercial or multifamily. But they have a very specific track that they want you to travel. And the difference between them and us is we're not going to choose your track for you. 
We just want to connect you to information and let you make the choice about what's going to be best for you and let you choose the timeline in which you get there on. So, and then be there for you week after week in person when you get started on your journey. And that's really the biggest difference. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's important too, because it's, I don't know, you, when you feel connected, when people are, you're working around people locally that you know, you could always call them, you could see them, you know, it, it's, it's a different feel than if you do it virtually, you know, I, I, and I can't put a finger on why I personally would rather have the person sitting in front of me or somebody I can go to, or let's go have coffee. I got a project I want to talk to you about because in, in when you go, you just want to be like that, a, sp- a sponge and just absorb everything that they have so that this way, you know, if that ever situation ever comes up to you again, you know, I, th- I think it's, you feel more engaged. Maybe that's the word I'm thinking, mm-hmm. but when you, people are in front of you, you're more engaged in the conversation because it's a give and take. It's not a computer screen. Well, yeah, you can't get ghosted on that way either. Yeah. I, I also think, you know, like uh, when you have a team and you're building a team, I mean, anything's going to be successful. It, amount, it, it, it comes down to what you're willing to put into it. Right. Right. You know, sometimes you get that one, per, you, you'll see that one guy, like he can read a book and just take off. And then the other person's got a lot of questions. Right. I think one of the things that we're trying to establish is for, you know, not everybody's that one person just, you know, grab an idea and go. Sometimes you have the questions, and everything else. And I think that's what a community helps with, uh, you know, like a, a tribe, you know, you got a, you know, essentially a family helping everybody out, you know, people of like-minded going through the same thing, kind of, a, you know, a big mastermind. And what that does, it alleviates a little bit of the anxiety because you might have a deal, but you're afraid to pull the trigger because you just need somebody to be like, yeah, your numbers are right. And that sometimes that's all it takes. Right. Or sometimes like, hey, uh, I, you know, prime example, yesterday I had a lady call me. She's like, hey, do you have a granite guy? No, but I know a guy. You know, and then that connects it. So when you have that, you don't feel alone. You can just go out, ask the quick question, and be like, hey, do you have this, everything else? And you have essentially colleagues and peers readily available for that. And then, and I think the, the success with that, even when you are the aggressive go-getter, you're, you know, you're out there quote-unquote hustling, you know, sometimes you still have to take a step back, like, wait a minute, am I doing this right? You know, and then you have a group of people saying, yep, 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 okay, cool. You know, it gives you that reassurance, that warm, fuzzy blanket to wrap yourself in. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's important because if, you, if you're looking at doing that, okay, that you feel confident that you did it, but then you still want that extra confirmation yes. to be able to do mm-hmm. that. Well, it means so much more because if you are aggressive and you want to move forward and continue learning, you need a lot of those. You need you a lot of those confirmations, and I think that's just going to add to, you know, to all of that, to be able to get through all of that. And then, w- when you see those deals, maybe the next time you won't need so much confirmation, correct? Because you've already gone through it. You know you're on the right track. In that, in that, you can't you can't put a price tag on that con- on mm-hmm. on having that confidence. And you also have a, and also having a team that you've built yeah. together that you can say, you know what. Uh, that dude just did a carpool on that house. What do we do to clean it up? Steve, you and I went through that situation this week. Yeah. You know, the guy drove into the pool and just spilled the oil and all that good stuff. And right. we yeah, found right. the environmental people. That's right. I mean, you turn around. I mean, you know, how many times have you seen, especially, I don't know why it is, like during the summer you find, you know, that you see on the news these cars now just floating in the pool <laughs> because they got went through a wall, okay? This is the first time I ever saw an RV do the same thing, go through a wall and hit, actually hit an above ground pool and took mm-hmm. out the pool. That's right. Thank God the water was there because it would have taken out the house and the two kids that were in the room. Maybe he wanted to wash the undercarriage. I don't know. Dan. It's that old proverbial thing, you know, but I thought I stepped on the brake. That's the old thing. Uh, the flip-flop yeah. got in the way. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> but no, seriously, and I think you're right. So, all right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into where, when, and how. That's amazing that you have been listening for so long. And I'm sure somebody out there has asked the question, okay, so you're telling me I need all this education. Where are you going to get it? Okay, we're going to tell that and more right after the break. Don't go away. Stardust Building Supplies is your home improvement thrift store. 
find salvaged and gently used cabinetry, doors, windows, appliances, lighting, plumbing, and much more. Save money, be green, and support the community. Shop and donate at Stardust Building Supplies' three Valley locations. For more info, visit stardustbuilding.org. Thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom? Confused about which company to choose to do your tile work? Let me make the choice a simple one for you. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone. Whether it's a residential or commercial project, AZ High Tech Tile and Stone are the experts in kitchen countertop backsplashes, floor tile and shower walls, and anything while using materials such as granite, tile, travertine, porcelain, and much, much more. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone will come to your home and provide you with a free estimate. We are members of the NTCA, CTIOA, and Certified CTC. Ceramic Tile Consultant. AZ High Tech Tile and Stone is a value trade partner for all image home improvement kitchen and bathroom makeovers. Give them a call today for your free estimate, 602-799-9619, or find them on the web at azhightechtileandstonellc.com. Celebrity voice impersonated. Hi, this is your former president. I told my Arkansas girlfriend she was painting her eyebrows too high. She looked surprised. Have you ever started a project on your home by yourself and it turned out worse than my presidency? Sometimes you need to call in a professional, especially when that professional is affordable and can fix everything. Call Image Home Improvement 623-580-0901 or log on to imagehomeimprovement.com. Let the pros make everything look beautiful. Call Image Home Improvement or log on to imagehomeimprovement.com. I thought a hot tub was a stolen bathroom fix. This is Jimmy Johnson, NASCAR driver of the number 48 Lowe's Chevrolet. You're listening to Image Home Improvement Live. All right, we are back. And are, we having, are we having some break, some break chatter and communication over here, Dan? Uh, just general BS. <laughs> okay. Get two veterans together. We can't stop talking. I about know. <laughs> I know. I know. That's that, we were talking about. I thought what you were telling me before, you know, uh, before the show, you know, that when you uh, were talking to that gentleman, um, that when you were said, um, you, I thought you were just going to say Navy SEAL, you know, instead of telling him how far you can hit. <clears throat> 300 yards? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, we laugh about that, yeah. don't we? No, I mean, the government spent a lot of money, you know, teaching me how to shoot long ranges, so okay. I was very fortunate for that. That's all right. It just carries over very well. <laughs> yeah, especially when you have to figure the angle of the drop. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. That's true. Okay. All right, a little inside show joke here. And a little you know. too much windage there. Yeah, Okay. All right. So anyway, all right, let's get back to your discussion. Okay. So we talked about why people need education. You don't blindly go in and do something. And I find people doing that in home improvement all the time. They blindly go in to try and fix something. Lord knows back in the day, you know, before they came and the internet was so prevalent. What's the first thing you used to see when you walked into to a Home Depot or a Lowe's? There was a rack there with every kind of VHS tape, with every kind of thing that you ever wanted to do. All you had to do is watch it, okay? Yeah. And if you were any educated person, okay, that had any kind of skills, that if you watched it, you'd be able to know what to do. And at least you had a guideline, okay? So you'd do so, it. So you'd buy too many parts and just have a good time. <laughs> well, yeah, you could buy a lot of tapes and not know what you're doing too. But the thing is, you, if you have any knowledge and desire to do it, you'd watch the tape, even if you had to watch it more than once. Yeah, there's even an app for that, I mean, and those I mean, are wrong, too. I mean, way back in the day, you know, if there was something when I started, you know, my business is a handyman business, there wasn't everything that I knew that was part of a home that I had to learn, too. And we're constantly learning. We're all learning. Robin's always learning to become a better studio director than she already is, though I don't know how much more she could learn because she's perfect already. Like that one right? sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I don't need to. I don't need any more. How about that, that sandwich? Yeah, just add bacon. <laughs> I know, but anyway, no. Seriously, to be able to get into doing more of what you can do and how to learn, how do you learn it and get the best that you can be? Obviously, you've got to start somewhere, and it's got to start with desire. People need to have desire to actually go out 
in today's market. And, you know, Krista, we were talking about this during the week, okay? From the last time that you were on the show to now, obviously, things are always changing in the market, Mm -hmm. okay? And things are, how are conditions in the Phoenix market now? I think that depends on what price range you're looking at investing in and what your strategy is. So I know, you know, for fix and flip right now, we're seeing houses below 300,000 literally just jump off the shelves. You know, they're not lasting more than one or two days because that's our, that's Mm -hmm. our median price right now is about 300 to 315. Um, If you're in the upper echelon, so I would say anywhere above 350, um, we've actually seen in certain areas of town like Arcadia, Arcadia Light, a real slowdown on demand to get into those areas. So those houses are actually sitting longer. So the investment projects are taking longer. So the cost is more. So the return on investment is less. So for us, this is all about, you know, locating the best possible area to execute the strategy that we want to be working in uh, that makes sense for everybody, not just us, but for the people who are also lending us money as well. That's true. And they have to also realize, too, that um, there are, with all these changes that are going on, do they, do they ha- how flexible do they have to be understanding how the market's changing? Or are they just set, it's this, it, you know, from a hard money lender, it's this amount and that's it. Does, they don't care because they're just going to get the return on their money anyway. It's just a question of term though, right? So I think the flexibility isn't more, I don't necessarily think, I mean, I think sometimes the, the market plays a factor and, I, and your rates are going to fluctuate depending upon what market mm. you're in. Um, but I think it also depends on the experience of the investor themselves. So I know my cost of money has dropped significantly um, since I started investing seven years ago. So one of the very first deals I did uh, over in California, it was a very high-end deal. Um, I think we paid 16% interest in seven points on the transaction. Now, there was sufficient spread in the deal to facilitate that, and that's just a cost of doing business. Um, we made a lot of money off that transaction, so there was no reason to to shy away from that. And I see a lot of people say, oh, my gosh, I don't want to pay that much in interest. I would never pay that much in points. At the mastermind we ran on Monday, you'll remember this, we played around with those numbers to say, well, how much can you withstand from your lender before what we perceive to be a deal is no longer a deal? So, And as long as the numbers make sense, I'm willing to pay it as long as I'm making money. So, but I, And so I see that sliding scale based on experience but I don't necessarily see it tied directly to the marketplace. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, and I think it's important that as you're working a deal to be able to know, okay, well, this is what it is and, and, and analyze it. And if it is working for you, to be able to go back and play with those numbers because you need to know, because those things might be in flux in, in the negotiation, so you need to know what your boundaries are to be able to go back and do that. So this way, if it, if, if, like you said, if you get to a certain point, the motion's gone. It's not part of this deal. And it gets to that point, the numbers don't crunch. Have a nice day. And we're out of here because, you know, I'm not going to go try. Well, it's close. You know, like Ben, you were talking about the other day. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't push, you can't a, square push it. To a round hole. It's if exactly the numbers right. Aren't there. The numbers aren't there. And I think that's the hardest thing to, to help with new students or new people in the industry. I mean, we were in Atlanta and we listened to a gentleman say he did a deal and lost $5,000, but he had to do a deal. It was a deal. It wasn't a good deal. And he didn't want to work with us because I think, I don't know if he felt intimidated or, you know, that he made a mistake and was embarrassed, but we just sat him down. I'm like, "You, you can do deals all day long, but you want to do good deals, you know, like, and, but he got emotionally attached that he felt he had to do a deal and they ended up not working with us. It was very unfortunate because we showed them how to, hey, this won't happen again. If you plug in the right system, you work with the right people. You know what you're doing. You're learning how to do it right. And it, it's just a business. It's not a hobby. Yeah. You know, he it could have been embarrassed. Probably, you know, yeah. and, and sometimes people want to talk about the money. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell people the worst, the worst transaction I've done today was a condo. Uh, the market turned on us real quick right after we got it. I only made $4,000 on it. We were supposed to make twenty. And I'll tell people that. I'm like, hey, because of X, Y, Z, this, this is the worst one I did today. But because of my system that we were able to plug into, the people I worked with, it was still profitable because it was the numbers. I wasn't trying to do it to do it. Right. It's all about the numbers. Well, you had a minimum profit tolerance. When you have a minimum profit tolerance and you don't stray from that, and that's something we talked a lot about in the mastermind. We're going to cover it, you know, uh, intensely inside the boot camp too in September. Um, When you have that, 
that's where your safety lies because you know under no circumstances are you going to drop below that number. And that number allows you to account for things like, you know, things popping up during your construction or having to hold on to it because a market might be fluctuating right. or, you know, and then, you know, a price drop and or having a request from a buyer, right? Which, you know, you're going through right now on a project that you're involved with yeah. where a buyer's coming in, they're asking for a lot of things. You've got to be able to sustain that. And I think the biggest mistake that I see new investors make is they get excited. They want their first deal. They want to push it. They say, I don't care if I even make any money. I just want to get a transaction done. And that actually just makes my heart stop because from, you know, that's if every single thing goes perfectly, you're making no money. Right. And that doesn't give you any room for error. And there always has to be a small margin for error. That's right. All right. Before, uh, before we end the show, we want to be able to give people, we talked about, you mentioned boot camp, and that's, that's the ticket for all of you to be able to get the education started that you need. So guys, tell our listeners when, where, and how. Oh my gosh. So, uh, so we're so excited about this. Uh, September 7th through the 9th, it's, gosh, it's coming up fast. Um, we are doing a two and a quarter day boot camp where we are essentially going to level the financial playing field for people. And, you know, we're going to be talking about so many different concepts from wholesaling to fix and flip to Airbnb to multifamily. Um, but we're not just going to stop there with real estate. Ben, talk to him a little bit about some of the financial aspects. Well, a lot of times, like I think we were joking the other day and I think it's very catchy. We, you know, it's, it's an entrepreneurship jumpstart. Because a lot of people get into it and they want to do stuff, but there's a lot of things like you can learn to pay off a property in five to seven years, use different bank tools. You can be debt free and control, you know, multiple rental properties in ten years. And there's just different, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And we're gonna start implementing that. I mean, the tax strategies alone, like when you know how to pay off pay your kid part of your business twelve thousand dollars a year, and all you gotta do is a couple things and you look at it like, well, it can't be that simple. It is that simple. But it's you just don't know it. Well, you not knowing, you're now paying Uncle Sam more money. So I tell people, uh, when you can take control of your finances, that will actually be your first real estate deal is your own property or your own debt because you're now taking money away from the banks, you're taking money away from the IRS, and it stays in your pocket. And I think it's one of the most important things. Everybody wants to do a flip. I'm like, well, I paid off a mortgage in 18 months, and I saved like $87,000 in interest. Well, that's two or three flips. Heck yeah. Right? Yeah. Just like that. But now I have no mortgage. So when people pull up my credit, like, well, you don't have a mortgage. No, I don't. It's stuff like that. It's it's not as cool as sexy as flipping a home. But the thing is, when you are aware of that, imagine if you could pay off a rental in three to four years, another rental three to four years, another rental. By the time you hit you know your quote unquote retirement age, you own 10 rentals outright, cash flow in $1,000 each. Well, that's $10,000 a month. Yeah. You built a river. You're not relying on a pile of money exactly right so over the course of those two and a quarter days we're going to get into all of these concepts and we're not just going to talk about them and send people out with theory we're, we're actually going to dive in and send people out with information um, steps things they can do right now to get started in their marketplace or pretty much anywhere in the country that they've even just been dreaming about investing yeah and i think that's going to be that's going to be real exciting we're going to be able to give you every aspect and i think that's important i think People probably think, you know, well, investing locally could be scary. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, too, when you mentioned to me, mentioned, well, you know, out of state, well, I'm not there, you know, and all these thoughts are going to run into their head. Really, again, it's as long as you know what you're doing. Like, and Ben, you know, you've been doing it all, all over the country. Right. So it's, it's not scary once you know what you're doing. It, that's exactly what it is. When you know what you're doing, it takes the fear away because a lot of fear is the unknown. Right. Well, then learn how to do it. So now it's the known. Okay. All right. So, Krista, how can people that are interested find out more about it? So, actually, what we want you to do is pick up the phone and give our team a call at 602-730-1298. So, you're going to get connected with us directly that way. We're going to give you a rundown on every single thing we're going to be covering at the boot camp, how you can get registered, Um I would call quickly because seats are going to fill up really fast and we're actually going to limit the number of people because we want to make sure that we have enough time, um, you know, you and Ben and myself and the rest of the team to sit down and talk one-on-one -on -one with everybody. That's right. So we're going to limit this to um, 40 people. Okay. All right. What's that number one more time? 602-730-1298. All right. We'll make sure and we'll continue to get that 
number out um, weekly on Facebook and anywhere else that we can get it so that everybody knows who, when, and what to call. And then also, um, Dan, you you know a, a lot of people. I know Robin knows a lot of people. So we're going to get the word out. You bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much for being on the show. Looking Thank you. forward to all the good things that are we're going to be doing and coming your way and being able to, you know, I think it's exciting besides learning all this, it's going to be able a great deal to help the community. I think it's going to be a great deal. Well, thank you so much for having us on again. Hey, I appreciate you know, it. And know what song would you like the next time you come in? Ooh. <laughs> ACDC Back in Black. Oh, all right. All right. You got that one down. All right. All right. Dan, stay out of those attics, will you? I'll try not to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And remember, if you ever, ever thought about not listening to this program, resistance is futile. We'll see you next week. You're a great American. I love you. Stay cool.